0: Let's face it, getting older sucks. Getting older in the age of social media is even worse. Do you hate it when people tell you to age gracefully? Do you want to know how to live your best life at any age? Well, so do we. First rule, don't call me ma'am. Now, here's Jody Miller. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome to Don't Call Me Ma'am. I'm Jody Miller. Don't fucking call me ma'am. I'm super excited about today's guest. Her favorite of all time. Of all time. (laughs) uh, She is a comedian, a writer, a producer, a host, an influencer, gorgeous human being inside and out. And her name is Crystal Marie.
0: What an introduction. What if
1: I said, and her name is Jane... D's. (laughs) What (laughs) if I just came up, and and then you were like, what? And I'm like, oops, wrong person. Uh, No, everybody put your hands together. I know that you're probably driving right now, so don't put your hands Or do it. Fucking risk it. Yeah. Uh, And keep it going, Chris Murray. Hi, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Don't call me ma'am either, motherfuckers. Seriously, right? I hate it. Oh, my God. The other night, uh, I was doing a show at the Virgil, and I was walking in. I just, was just telling Jamie Kennedy this because we were both in the same show, but it was four people in front of me, and the door guy was checking everyone's ID, and when he got to me, when he got to me, he just laughed and waved. I'm not kidding you. He might you. have a good night. Oh my God. Like, fucking just check my ID, you piece yeah, of you shit. Yeah, bitch. I should have slapped his ass. You would have slapped his sh- ass. I would have probably slapped him, yeah. I can't imagine anyone calling you ma'am, though. She's so they hot. do it all the time. Do it's, they really? Uh...
0: It's a lot to take in, but, you know, I've learned to really embrace <laughs> aging. And, um, yeah, it's funny because I was so terrified of uh, my 30s. Really? But I like them way more than my oh 20s. Oh, my god, Way more, way right? Way more. Wait, why were you so terrified? I just, aging in Los Angeles is like, you know, it's difficult. But then also being an Arab woman and right. aging and not being married with kids and the judgment that comes with that. Uh, Is terrifying to like my family. They're like, "Oh my God, you're not." You know, I had I was engaged, as you know. Yes. Called off my engagement a few months ago. And I the f- remember the real quick us talking about that before you were going to call
1: it off. And yeah. your greatest concern was your family right. and how they would react. Explain to everyone because I don't know if everyone realizes that culture and how important it is right. to already be married by 30, right?
0: <clears throat> no, by 25. <sighs> by 25. Well, I mean, you know, my parents are Iraqi immigrants. Right. And so in the Middle East, that's pretty much what women are for. Right. You're just a wife and a mother. Um, and that's just kind of like what your raised to be that's supposed to be your role and your job in life even now the women who are getting jobs you know who are working and getting an education they're still expected to to be a wife and to a mother be a wife and, and a there. mother right. and then also have a job which makes zero sense and your mom is a working my mom's a teacher she's been a teacher in the detroit school district for over 30 which, years right there and, is probably more yeah. dangerous than iraq and she got was forced into an arranged marriage at 18 <sighs> Uh, and so now she, you know, she has four kids. She had my brother at 18, me at 19, and then two other kids in her 20s. Um, but she balanced both. Amazing. Um, which is insane. And which is why when she was, when we were growing up, she was insane. Because <laughs> she was a child raising children. Yeah, you guys were getting, yeah, you were it getting raised, to, you, were, you were, yeah, getting older together. Right. But at that point, up. a lot of, uh, women in, in our community were not working it was, like, very frowned upon. She got judged a lot for it, for right. going and wanting to get an education and for wanting to get a job. Right. Um, but she did it anyways, and luckily my dad was on board for it. Okay. She hit the jackpot in the, like, arranged marriage department. Because right. <laughs> my dad was like, you know, okay, I'll pay for you to go to school, whatever you want. He was just obsessed with her. He was like, I'm going to give this—he was, he was madly in love with her, you know? So— that situation for her, you know, was great. Because could you imagine if, if it was the other the way, way where he was like, no, you need to stay hu-. Imagine right. what would I be like if I had a mother like that where it was like, <sighs> you know, she's this Arab woman living in Detroit and she's so liberal. And God. over there, they're super conservative because it's like a little mini Iraq in Detroit with how many Iraqi women there are. I and, mean, Iraqi families there are. So And you're so liberal. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: you're gorgeous. But I mean, even the way, you know, when we first met... Um, through comedy, when you first started doing comedy, even the way, you know, you dress, which is not like other women on stage. Not bad or good, just FYI. But my whole thing is, like, because you're sexy and you're gorgeous and you show a lot of cleavage, which you immediately talk about on stage, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, what I would always suggest to do, just to sort of get, you know... Just to point out the, you know...
0: Elephant in the room. Or the
1: two. Elephant Uh, titties uh, in the room. Elephant titties (laughs) in the room, you know what I mean, which is normally what we call them. Um, But, I mean... It's an expression of who you are, and I've also come... When I, you know, coming up in the world of comedy, everyone was like, why are you wearing, like, a full face of makeup? Like, women comics are supposed to look like this. And I was like, no. But I think for me, like, showing cleavage on stage, I just didn't want it to be a distraction. But for you, it's not. You have such a great way of combining your sexuality without people getting caught up in it and still listening to what you have to say, and I admire that. But you definitely you address it immediately. And I think people who don't address it, like I still see girls just walking on stage without a fucking bra and like under the light you can just see their nipples like clear as day. They're like pepperoni nipples and you're just like, you can't <laughs> like, like I'm, you that know was what my mean? nickname in high school. Pepperoni nipples? Yes. Oh my God. It's actually kind of cute. <laughs> I'm like, there's pepperoni nipples. Um, but I mean, it's like, I'm looking at her and I'm like, cover it up and it's like, I don't have a problem with you just not on stage because I can't focus on your jokes when someone's like that, but you're not like that. So, but I'm, I'm assuming also in your culture too, that that is obviously frowned upon.
0: And I think it's part of the reason why it's so important for me to kind of dress sexy. Um, I don't want to say it's as a fuck you to, you know, my culture or the beliefs I was raised on, but, um, I think it is refreshing for middle Eastern women to be able to see me on stage Dressed a little sexy and owning it, owning it, and still delivering great jokes and uh, having the confidence that I have um, because it's insane the messages I get now from them, like, especially because I positive? went on the positive, yes. At first, when I went on the road with a meta med right? Uh, who's a com- who's a Arab comic? Great comic. Most of his audience is Arab. Yeah. Um, I would get hate mail like you fucking whore. Wow. You're gonna. We hope you die. Uh, but I was just okay at comedy at that point. Right. When I got better, uh, and you know, women, it was never women sending me those right. messages, it was men, obviously. Now that I've got better, the women are very on board um, cool. with it. So it's a beautiful thing um, for them to be able to see a woman and be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm here. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and no one's going to tell me that I can't do it. Did so, you have this confidence when you were in your 20s? No. Like I'm if you am different, st- yeah. I feel more powerful now. Than I ever have in my entire life. And that's why, like, dating was so—I was terrified to become single at 35. Right. Because I was like, oh, my God, I should be married with kids by now. And I do want to be a mother very badly at some point. I'm not ready now. Right. But I froze my eggs. So I could have kids at 60 if I want to. Yeah. Um, But I do want that for myself. Do I necessarily have to be married? No, but I definitely want a baby. I still do have some traditional values, of course, um, that you know I didn't reject because a lot of stuff that they that I was raised to believe I've rejected completely. Right. But there are other things that that I do want that that my family wanted for me that I also want for myself. I'm just not going to rush it anymore. Um, so when I turned 30, you know, when I called off my engagement, I was terrified about two things: one, disappointing my parents. Right. Um, and two, being in my mid thirties, um, single in this town in, in LA town. where everyone wants a 22 year old yes. playboy playmate. Absolutely. So, um, it
1: is scary, but you brought up a good point. And this is something that, I mean, I've, I think I've definitely struggled with all of my thirties into my forties is, and And I kind of wish we could like, and I think we are slowly getting there, but it's the belief that we should be further along. I think people everywhere, whether you live in Los Angeles, you know, New York, you know, Kentucky, London, anywhere, we are conditioned to think, I think both men and women, men don't experience it until a little bit later, I think. But women definitely do that. I should be further along. I should own a house. I should be married. I should have kids. I should have my master's degree. I should be this because we're comparing and despairing all day long. Long social media like perpetuates that that's all we do. But even before social media, that's what we do. We talk to someone, they're like, "Look how good they're doing." I should have already been doing that, and I have thought that for a very long period of time. I should be doing this. And when you're in this industry, you have ups and downs. And when you're, it's always usually when you're in your down phase, Mm -hmm. when you get out of an engagement or you know your career is kind of stalled for whatever reason, or you're transitioning, you're like, "I should be further along." It's not going to happen. I'm going to be too old. For me, it was like I'm going to age out of Hollywood. I'm going to age out of dating. I'm going to age out of this. And it is slowly changing. And I think it really starts with us when we have those
0: thoughts to be like, no, that's not fucking the case anymore. There's a Joan Rivers quote. I'm pulling it up. I don't want you to think I'm rude being on my phone. No. You know, I love you and I would never disrespect you. Um, (laughs) Joan Rivers said a quote, something along the lines of if you're funny, they'll come to they'll come watch you on your deathbed. That's Um, which is which was a beautiful thing because she never worried about aging. I mean, she did, obviously, because she was getting work done, but. Um, which
1: I did too, which when she died, by the way, uh, side note, never give an interview after a couple drinks. So <laughs> the day that she died, I was performing at the comedy store. I think it was the Night of the Sea Word, which uh, is the show that I produce yes, in Los Angeles, Hollywood. Show. And yes, Crystal's on it many times. Um, all of the news networks were there at the comedy store because, you know, Joan Rivers is a legend and she was there all the time. And they were interviewing specifically women. And they came up to me and said, can I, you know, can we interview you? I believe it was NBC. Um, of course, my dad recorded it. And I, of course, said, you know, she definitely blazed trails. She was ahead of her time. If you look at her documentary, amazing piece of work. If you just look at, you know how far she came, her old stand-up. I mean, she definitely was talking about stuff that nobody talked about. Women going to Mexico to get an abortion, you know, in not so many words. She said, you know, male men get up and walk out of her shows when women shouldn't have been talking, what they thought women shouldn't have been talking about, stuff like that. Anyway, all that aside, I said, you know, she plays Trails. She's opened so many doors for women to also be attractive and funny because she was always beautiful. And then she started getting work done and then she looked like, you know, Joan Rivers. But I said she's also had a lot of work done and I also get a lot of Botox. So one day maybe I will be as frozen as her. Like I, I said it in a funny <laughs> way. But of course, that's the soundbite they used. And it was funny because oh, no. they had no, but they used it in a really great way because okay, they good. had a lot of women being like, you know, it's so sad it's it's a tragic loss she was just one of a kind she blazed trails and then you have me going yes she looked great she had a lot of work done and so do i like so it i was feel very like she would have appreciated button. that, she, that she, more than than the other would, sappy i think she would have, i think she would have what my dad said as well but it was funny cuz i was like wow note to self because when they asked me can we interview you really quick of course my first thought was like yeah and then right in the middle of the interview I'm like I'm drunk like you know that moment when you're talking to someone you're like I'm drunk right now like your brain isn't like thinking as quickly as you want it to where the words aren't coming out right mm-hmm, or you're mm-hmm. just looking at somebody's dick in their pants and you're like oh I want to <laughs> fuck that guy um but yeah that's what uh it was it, that's a great quote and you're right and I think it is, but it's scary. It's scary, but you also do feel... If you think you feel good in your 30s, besides the age factor, which is, it is actually in your 40s, it really hits you hard. Having said that, you are even more centered and calm in your 40s than you were in your 30s. It's right. crazy. You're right. even more like... Because you're not only that, you're also like later fuckers to anyone that sucks your energy Right. or it's you have so no time It's so easy
0: for it. me to just... That's why I told you I feel more powerful. Now, I was so nervous to date. And then I feel like because... I'm not desperate in any way, shape, or form now. Right. That it's just kind of like uh, attracting all the right type of men. Right. So when I started dating immediately after the breakup, because I don't waste no time. (laughs) Um Literally one day after the breakup, I was like, "Who's who am I going to join like Raya and every fucking dating app? It was amazing. Uh, Meanwhile, I've been on
1: all of the sites for years, and (laughs) the guy's just like, I just want to fuck you, or we're going to have a drink together, but I'm not going to Well, that's
0: because you're attracted to like 12-year-old boys. I like men. I like a man. A 13 in the Jewish religion is a man, so please. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I started dating, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, I didn't, you know, that was when I— thought to myself, I'm more powerful now than ever because I I knew right away what would work for me and what wouldn't. So I don't waste time. I I won't even go to dinner anymore because I'm so quick to know what works for me and what doesn't. right. So when men ask me out, I say either coffee or drinks because I don't want to have to commit to a full unless I know them right. Unless I know them, we've known each other for a minute, then I'll be like, let's do dinner. And most women are like, no, you got to take me to dinner. But I'm like, no, 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 I don't need you to invest. I even will feel bad if we go on a date and it's yes. dinner and I know I'm not going to give you a second date. I pick up the bill because I'm like, I'm never going to fucking hang out Guys, with this guy again. Guys, that's how you
1: know. If you go on a yeah. date with Crystal and she picks up the bill, you're never going to You're never getting again. a second date, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but no, I always do drinks and coffee because I'm like... There was like this male model that uh, maybe one of first of all, I don't usually like pretty boys. You don't. You and I have the I complete like opposite. Either I thugs love them. or nerds. No I like pretty in-betweens. pretty boys. Like
1: really. <laughs> I know boys. you
0: love pretty. Boys. I yeah. they make I'm just not it's not something I'm into. But there was one that was like had like a rugged feel to him. And I was into it. I was into his pictures and it was, it was on Raya that I had seen him. Um, and I was like, oh, he's great. I was very into it we went and got drinks. And I was like, this is the literally the worst conversation I've ever been forced Ugh. to be a part of. And I was like, thank God we didn't do dinner. He kept trying to push dinner. And I was like, thank God we didn't do dinner. Cause that way it's just like a couple drinks, 45 minutes max. Yes. And I could be on my way Absolutely. and never have to talk to this guy again. But I, I have been suggesting that to my female friends now. Cause a lot of them are very bougie and they're like, no, he has to, t- girl, he has to take me to dinner <laughs> if he wants to. And I'm like, I just don't think it's a fair thing because no. it's. I just think yeah, drinks or coffee is is the way to go, and then ladies, uh, our time is valuable. Okay, dinner is definitely a two-hour
1: commitment, and while it's nice that someone wants to take you to dinner, you can buy your own fucking. That's what meal. I'm saying. You can buy I your own meal. It's one thing
0: if you're poor and you're like, I need someone to buy me a meal. Yeah, go ahead, <laughs> do, do, do play that game. It's fine, you know. Men owe us, but the, um, at at gonna end end be so, I'm day. gonna get so I'm gonna get so much hate mail for saying that just just that one soundbite.
1: But here's the men th- owe us. Th- that's the soundbite I'm using through everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the thing. It's like, I don't want, I mean, I don't want to sit uncomfortably in a two hour dinner. My time is valuable. So we're going to meet for a drink or coffee. And if we meet for a drink, and it's happened recently, I went on a date with someone and I'm we're gonna have our like third date next week. Although I'm not sure, I'm not sure if, if I'm into him yet. But anyway, it's it's nice to just at least you keep don't know if you're into him, him or not by well, the third date because the first date. So the first date we met for a drink, and okay. he wanted to come see me do comedy, and that's usually a no for me. By the way, I agree. I I want someone to get to know me off stage before they get to know me on stage. So he was totally fine with that. But we met for a drink before my set, and we hit it off. We really hit it off. I then was like if you want to come it's totally fine so he was like great so he came it was a great set we hung out afterwards and then he uh, we had a couple drinks afterwards and then he drove me home and then we had a really nice little makeout session which i hadn't had in a long time and it was lovely and i was pretty excited i was like this is good and then he immediately and i don't know if it's a cultural thing because he's a british guy he immediately went to like sort of a very sexual place where in my 20s and maybe th- early 30s, I would have been like, okay, cool. But I'm not like that. Like, he kept trying to get me to send him a sexy pic, but in a in a funny way, but I could read between those lines because right. I'm in my you're 40s. Right, because not a dumb bitch. I'm not a dumb <laughs> bitch. And I'm in my 40s, yeah. I'm like, I know what you're asking for and you're not going to get it. We just made out. That was it. But he was also still being sweet. So I was ch- sort of giving him the benefit of the doubt. Well, he was he- clearly very, like... Turned on by you as well. Right. Well, thank you. Um, So then we went on a second date, like, about a month later because he went back to England for work and then came back. And the second date... I actually didn't feel what I felt on the first date. It wasn't bad. Mm. It was about maybe two hour drinks. And I kind of was a little bit like in my mind, I was like, I think we both feel that this isn't a connection and that's okay because he wasn't pushing it like to hang out any longer. And I wasn't either. I was like, I have an early day tomorrow, which is true. I work. And I was like, I got to go. And we hugged goodbye. We didn't even kiss goodbye because I was waiting for my Uber. Bye. So I'm thinking, it's done. And I don't even have to send, like, that text, like, I think we should just be friends, because he definitely felt it. But guess what? He didn't feel it. Because oh, he started, but it wasn't annoying. He wasn't annoying. He's very respectful and, and still very funny. So now it's been, like, a month and a half since that last date or maybe two months. And he reached, he was just very kind, reaching out about, I bought a new house, and he was asking a lot of questions and just being really sweet and funny. And he just said, you know, hey, can we get together again? And, and I'm one of those people that's like, sure. I don't. I guess this will be the deciding one for sure, because, by the way, I've had those things where I've gone out with someone. It's been a disaster. I've given it one more try, sort of on like, okay, let's just see. And it's been great. And vice versa, like the first date. Amazing. Second date. Horrible. Never see that person again. So for him, because it's been some time, I'm going to go out one more time with him. And also it's good practice because I really have not been dating a lot with the house and work. I've just been so busy. And now I really feel ready to like put some makeup on, you know, slap a little makeup on this bitch and get yeah. out there and uh, you know, see what's what. I also Crystal, I've not sex in over a year. Like I'm going to have to fuck someone. Like it's coming to a point, yeah. you know what I mean? So could be him. I don't know if he's listening right now. We could have already I don't know when this comes out, but we could have already fucked. I don't know what's going to happen. Why
0: have you not had sex in a year? Because
1: it I was hanging out with someone that went from us being sexual to sort of like we decided to just be friends but i didn't transition the way he did so we have a lot of contact which kept me emotionally invested with him and i love this person so it was hard and i also wasn't just wasn't meeting anyone else that i was attracted to and then after and i've talked about this with other women and i don't know if it happens for you because you know you're you're dating now and you were also with someone for a long period of time, but when a woman doesn't have sex after like 4 months, it kind of goes away. Now you might not No, I've had that in my 30s too. You sort of like you don't want it as much. So and you get busy with other stuff. Right. And there's no one even there like really touching me, so I'm not really feeling it. Like I'm taking okay. care of well, myself, so you're
0: very busy. Like very your busy. career is you're fucking killing it right now. I think that also plays a huge role. It's when you're busy, you definitely are like, you know, I'll I'll take care of myself. Like I forgot about sex, I feel like my whole life. I I was never a horny person until this break, until this engagement ended. So I feel you on that. I just think, and sorry to to cut you off. No, you're not, no. You were dating a guy, and you guys were seeing each other, it was sexual, it was definitely dating. Right. Right. And then he said to you, I want to be friends. I don't want it to be sexual no, anymore.
1: No, no, no. I mean, it was, I was the one that was basically sort of stopped it because I knew there wasn't a future there. Why? And because he was a lot younger than me okay. and he was very honest from the very beginning that he didn't, it wasn't going to be a long term t- thing. And I felt the same way. But what happened is because we spent so much time together, uh, I ended up falling in love with him. And okay. I don't regret that because there's right. not been a lot of men that I've been in love with. And, he really brought out a lot of my vulnerability and it was super intimate. It was really, really powerful for a very long time. So when I tried to end it, because I knew that it was going to end, we were sort of going in that way because I was getting attached. I could also tell that he was getting attached and he stopped sleeping with me right around that time and we had a huge argument about it and he basically was like, "I I don't think I can just like fuck You anymore, and then we're just like, okay, cool. Like, we couldn't be friends with benefits anymore because he was developing real feelings. And he right. was like, I just, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. Like, my life, he's because he's younger, he wanted to work out a lot of stuff, which I respected. So, having said that, that part was great. We tried to just sort of transition into just being friends, unfortunately, because he's a little bit younger, a lot younger, uh, <laughs> he's, he's more selfish and he didn't want to let me go in a way that I asked. I asked for a little bit of space to sort of transition. He, it didn't happen. And we sort of, even though we weren't intimate anymore, we were still intimate. We were intimate on that friendship, talking everyday level, being each other's person. And it caused a lot of strife because men do that. And I don't dislike this person. And we are friends. So I'm not throwing him under the bus. Do I think he was selfish? Yes. Women, when you ask for time, you have to stick with that. When you're asking for time, you need it. And I really, am more mad at myself that I didn't insist. Give me the space. right? Because I can. Because you loved him. I loved him. And we definitely had a great connection and we still do, but it we are now in a very strained place because it's still coming up and I need to be
0: like, if you had given me the space I had asked for a year ago, mm-hmm. we, would, we would have moved past this. No, he sounds like an incredibly selfish person, but again, he's younger. Yes. And it's like, I try not to hold things like that against people yes. because when I was that age, when yes. I was in my 20s, I was an incredibly selfish yes, person. Yes, he's in his 20s, yes. And now I feel like I'm very thoughtful and giving and very respectful of people's times. That's why I'll tell you, like, if I do date someone and I I know I'm not into them. I'm immediately going to tell them this isn't a thing that I want. Right. Um, But now I know exactly what I want. There's no way he knows what he wants. No. But his heart is telling him this is what feels right. So I think he's just right now confused. So it's like that's another reason we can't really hold his selfishness against him. But Agreed. you also have a really big heart, and I feel like you're very forgiving. I've seen you in situations, even with friends, where I'm like, "I'd smack that bitch," and you're just a, <laughs> you're just so <laughs> and nice about would. it. She would. She'd smack. Um, but I think, yeah, it, with men, men are very interesting. Um, you're like me in the sense where you're very nurturing, right? right. Um, you're you're you have a big heart. You're very loving. The women in this town aren't really like that because they they're jaded because the men in this town are typically shit. But yeah. Um. I've found that, and that's why I like older men, because they appreciate the nurturing side of me more than a man in his twenties would. A thousand percent. And so when I became single, I was like, I'm only gonna date men over 40, which isn't that much older. I'm only I'm right. 35. It's five years right. and above. So I'll date between 40 and you know, maybe 47 is the cutoff. Right. Um and I, I was pleasantly surprised in a lot of ways because older men, you know, and I don't date men with kids or who have been divorced because I've never been married. I've never right. had kids and I know I want that in the future. So uh, I just want to be able to share that first time, uh, right? you know, with a man. But older men are just more into the, uh, you know, appreciation of a woman, of a good woman. That's and i and I that's why I hate that you love younger men. Well, here's the
1: thing. You're just, I feel
0: like you'd be so loved on and appreciated by older men. But you say that, but here's the
1: thing. And for those of you that remember that sex in the city episode, you're 35, yeah. So you're 10 years younger, more than 10 years younger than I am. And guys that are my age want women your age. They don't want women my age unless they've been married and but this or divorced. Is the thing. Here's the thing: no. So younger guys, there's a trend with younger guys. There's a huge article, a lot of articles about it. Younger guys are more attracted to older women because they're confident, they can, they're self-sufficient. They encourage them, which I did with this guy, to go after what they want, and they, and it's okay. They like want, they want to date their mother. But I mean, they, in that a way, sounds like a mother it, though. It, you're probably, encouraging them. You're taking care right. of them. But there's a lot of women that, when they meet an older guy, aren't as like. I think there's a. I think there's. It's such a gray area there. But here's the thing: I would date a guy for sure my age. The reason I got into the dating younger guys, I know it's like it's sort of part of my, my act. But the truth is, is that those were the men that were coming at me in a very aggressive way, and really wanting to spend time with you. Yeah, you're my, so sexy. Men my age, thank you, men my age were not approaching me. Yeah. They did not want someone my age. They wanted someone younger because they looked at me, and this is a quote from another comic who specifically told me my age. He goes, you know why men your age don't want to date you? And it's a horrible thing to say, but it stuck with me. He said, he goes, because if it doesn't work out, let's say you guys date for a year or two, in their mind they're thinking, oh my God, I just took, her childbearing years or she's or the immediately they start dating you, you're of a certain age. They're thinking she's probably going to want to get married. And men just have a longer span as far as getting married, having children.
0: They don't have to have it right away. But this is the
1: thing. So a lot of men, especially I, in Los I get Angeles, that. think that
0: way. I get that. And, you know, I was worried about that because past 35 women become high risk for pregnancy. So I was worried that when I started dating that that's how men were going to feel about me. Right. But I went into everything with the mentality of. I have zero expectations. I'm just getting to know people. Right. So that was my energy. And because of that, every motherfucker that I have dated is like, I'm ready to have a kid. Let's take this to the next level. Let's what do you need? Like, I literally went on one date with a guy. Such a catch. But I literally just became single. I cannot be like, "Okay, you're my next boyfriend. Um, By the way, though. Yeah.
1: When women newly become single, though, and I was just talking about this uh, with another guest, when women become single, though, whether you realize it or not, and you might be s- feeling that super empowerment right now, yeah. but there is a vulnerability that is a beacon to every man in a I hundred I know, we wrote a radius. joke about this the that's other day. That's what we did, but it is so true. That's why when, like, we're going through a vulnerable part of our lives, a breakup or anything, that's why our stand-up goes really well because you have a vulnerability and you don't realize it, but you're admitting it right now. Right. It's after a few months of dating some guys that are like, oh my God, this is then it all of a sudden it's like women sort of get this little, a, a little bit less vulnerable, a little bit more hardened, a little bit like there's something that happens that we don't even realize that it happens. And for me, it's guys. It's, I can say I have no expectations. And a lot of times I do because I've gotten to a place where I'm like, this is where I'm at. I just bought a house. I'm super happy with stuff. But a guy can't, like, even if I say I don't want to, you know what I mean, like, whatever, a guy isn't going to look at me and be like, I want to have your kid because I can't have children.
0: So we're going to have to have have a different conversation. And that's okay. But there's a lot of men who don't want kids. Of course. Like, I went on a date recently with a guy who was like, I don't want kids. I was like, "Okay, well, to be clear, I 100 percent want children. I do, too, though. He's like, I didn't say I wouldn't have it (laughs) right he said i just said i don't want it right and i'm a big i will not ever make a man do something he does not want to do so for me that was i'm not into it yeah i don't want you to have a kid for me right because you want me to stay and i'm who you want to be with i want you to have a kid because you also want a child right do you know what i mean but i that's that's how i've always been when in relationships you don't need i don't need you if something makes you uncomfortable you don't want to do it we're not going to do it right um but if you know, for, there are some things that my ex was interested in doing that I really wasn't interested in doing, but I loved him and wanted to see him happy. Yeah, now he was a so, good guy. Yeah. So I was like, I want to do it to make you happy right. type of thing. Um, so if that's the case, then then I'm OK with it. But um, for like a child, that's crazy to me. Um,
1: but let's talk about, though, because there's I'm sure a lot of people out there that are, you know, with someone that they love, like you love your ex you loved him as a person great guy great guy guys were were I felt like so lucky to have six years with him you've said that to me over and over again but you knew I felt like you knew because I remember when you got engaged and you know we started talking about that and I think I felt like you knew immediately like deep down like this wasn't the person I should I I shouldn't be Right. Moving forward with this. But there's a lot of people that just say, fuck it. I'm moving forward. Right. With it, I could not do that to mean? him. I loved him too much. And that's he was amazing. Too good of a guy. That's amazing. But a lot of people just stay in that because they're like, well, maybe it's just nerves. Maybe, you know, well, it, it'll like I loved him once. Like what gave you that courage? Honestly, I mean, with all of those factors, you know what I mean? Well, the
0: thing is, is like. I think we were just such good friends as well. Right. And, 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 like, we just got along very well. In six years, we probably got into maybe two fights. Right. Which is insane. I grew a lot as a person with him because I used to be very, uh... What's the right word? Angry, I guess. You know? And he helped me work out those angry issues. Angry about what? Um, Just, like, my upbringing and, you know, my parents. Like, you know, I there was a lot that I went through it not to like victimize myself but there was a lot I went through growing up being the oldest daughter in an Arab household Um, so it's just stuff you know my mom was a child when she raised us so there's nothing I'm going to ever hold against her but um, and then my dad just he doesn't have an education past the fourth grade so imagine the two of them raising four kids in Detroit, Michigan so it's just a lot that I went through that I had to work out and and, excuse me. And Woo, right sneezes. into the microphone.
1: <laughs> Celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs>
0: there was a lot I needed to work out, and with I was always attracted to very volatile men before him. Really? Who, not volatile, I guess that's an, uh, a little Angry extreme name of a word. Men that would be very combative, where it was oh, like they would hmm. enjoy the drama of the relationship, and they would mistake it for passion. Right. And so... With him, he would not deal with any sort of outbursts or he would be like, I'm just going to leave if you're going to act crazy. Were you acting crazy in the beginning? Um, Yeah, I would just like do, play little games and pick fights with him. And again, I m- mistake drama for passion. Right. Um, and he just put, he stopped it immediately. And he is not a prideful person by any means. Again, I'm <laughs> Arab. All we are is prideful. Right. So um, being around that, Helped me to kind of work out those issues where I'm just like, you know, where I would a lot of times learn to swallow my pride in situations. Um, yeah, just he doesn't react. Nothing. No one can get him to react or come out of his character. Um, and I thought that that was, I'd never been around anyone like that before in my life. So for that, I was able to grow a lot as a person. Now for him, he was not successful when we started dating. Right. I'm a fucking robot. I'm like a Stepford wife in a relationship. I was raised to take care of men. That was the one tool that I was given from my parents is how to cater to a man and treat a man right and make right. him feel like a king. Right. And so uh, with him, I was able to kind of help him start a company. He became extremely successful. By the time you know we ended our relationship, he was just killing it. He's right. so successful now. Um, and so I think because of that, I felt a little more investment in the relationship because I was like, well, you know, I helped, you helped create, create this. this. And so, um, at you know, when we got engaged, I was like, I felt almost entitled to my ring. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I better <laughs> get was this. A it was a beautiful ring. He ring. let me keep it. He let me keep it. He did? He did let me keep it. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, so walking I away, I was like, well, I'm not only walking away from him, I'm walking away from this beautiful man that I've created. This is a guy who, when we started dating, was living in like a studio, a rundown studio apartment. Right. The mattress was like broken in the middle. We'd have to sleep on the separate sides of the mattress in order for it to be even. It was oh insane. And so, and now he's, now he's sleeping on a $6,000 mattress. So, and a know, lot of women would have stayed with that. And living off of Sunset and Crescent Heights. Yeah, which people is would have the sta- best zip code a lot in of people,
1: LA. A lot of people would have stayed, um, uh, with with that person specifically because of that, a lot of women because like, um, um, because they wanted that, they wanted that success, and look, I helped create that, and I'm not going anywhere because I want to get what's mine, right? And and, and all that stuff. But you and know you're what? Not,
0: and you're not that person, obviously. No, and it's great because you know I was happy to do that for him. He's a good guy. He was extremely loyal to me. Uh, we just didn't connect the way. Do we have to wrap this up? No, no, no. Uh, we didn't connect. Um, the way lovers should connect. Right. But again, because I my whole life I was so robotic with men. Right. I thought that that's what a relationship was supposed to be. Right. And I'll be honest, I what finally made me leave, or start second guessing the relationship was, I was out one day and I had met a guy. Um. I had met a guy, <laughs> and we just had like a really quick conversation. Right. Um. It wasn't a big deal. We just. We're having a conversation. Right. We kind of knew who each other were, but mm-hmm. like had never spoken before. Right. Um, so we we talked and I started like kind of feeling weirdly drawn to him. Mm-hmm. And I never in the past felt that way again, because I, I think it was because I just was this angry woman that didn't, you know, whatever. Um, and so. I kind of felt something there and I was like oh there's I shouldn't be feeling this if I'm supposed to be marrying this right. other guy um, and it was at that point where I started really trying to decide is this the right thing because my ex is not the type where he's like let's take space and come back to this he does not play that shit right. it is either we are together forever or we're not together anymore he right. doesn't do the let's take space and come back in a year and see if it works out right. he's not when he always says if you say you're done you better be done for good Um, which is fine. Okay, cool. Um, so that's why I was like, I'm scared. I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. Um, so when I finally ended it, uh, it just was me yearning for a different type of, um, you know, connection that I never really got to experience. You never had that with him? With with anyone. With anyone. It was never like a, there was no, pa- I've never had like a relationship with any sort of like real passion where like I lose my breath being around that person. And for whatever reason, the, that guy, that was how I felt with right. him. Um, so when I became single, I texted him. Just kind of like Merry yeah. Christmas. He didn't reply. So I was like, this motherfucker <laughs> I've been like, it was so weird because I was thinking about him all the time, which is, again, so unlike me. Right. And I have great guys, beautiful men hitting on me all the time. When I became single, they were like going crazy. Like, we waited six years. And, you know, so it's like, I, I
1: believe they get a list. Like, when somebody who's been in a relationship for a while, like <laughs> breaks up, it's like an alert. It's like an amber alert. They got a crystal alert,
0: like on their phones. are yeah. like, this bitch is single. Yeah. Come get it. <laughs> <sighs> um, but yeah, so then um, a few months passed. I've been date. I had been dating, um, and then we somehow connected on a dating app. And then it was so weird. I had to like convince him to hang out with me. It was. I'm telling you, it was the weirdest situation. Did he situation. not
1: have the same connection that you had? I mean, because sometimes we think we have this am- I know. amazing connection. I agree. And then that
0: other person's like, "Oh no, we were just talking." I know for a fact he did because I could feel it. Right. I'm not like a delusional person. No, of course you're not. And so I. Plus, I don't think anyone can have that sort of. Uh, draw to someone without it coming off of the other person as well. Right. It's just not, so, I don't think that that's a, something that is a possibility. I feel that way about Zach Avron and he's never met me. So. I feel like Zach Avron would be lucky to be anywhere near your pussy. So. That's right, Zach. If you're listening to this, my pussy is available if you want to schedule a pussy. He would 100% be into it. I feel like. I okay. can't imagine he's not, I'm into it and I'm not even, you know, you're not, you know, not her type. So, <laughs> uh, but we ended up eventually hanging out right and it was there it was a lot of firsts for me it was my first time uh i felt like i had i don't usually like i only like guys that are obsessed with me i don't like guys that are like playing hard to get or cold in any way shape or form Uh, It's just never—it's not something I'm attracted to. Most women like a little chase. I'm like, no, no, you need to be crazy about me. Right. Or like 100% sure that I am who you want. Right. um, Or else I'm not interested. It's just the way that I am. Um, And so with him, he was not that way at all. Um, But once we got together and we had drinks— it was like the craziest connection I've ever felt in my life. And we had our, I had, we kissed on the first date. Again, not something I typically do. Right. Um, best first kiss I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was great. And then I am like, when I prepare for sex, my coochie's <laughs> waxed. I take a bath to soak it. Guys, listen to this. Do you know how much work? Goes into i'm well moisturized the, yeah the, the fuck it is everything is perfected when i know perfected. i'm about to have sex i have never had sex on the first date i call getting it fuck ready my coochie was hair like the hairiest probably it's ever been that day um Wait, gotta find we still got that yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> we've had sex on the first date oh my god the first date the first date had sex amazing you know usually when you have sex for the first time with someone it's not great
1: well, no, I've had I've had great have and you? not great. You know, I have never probably. had great. Especially on the first if there is that connection and that passion, it's pretty great. It gets better and better and better. But it's still there's something incredible about the build up, which is why I say if you're going to have a one night stand, and I completely advocate that for them if you're if you're down for that. And if you're not, that's totally your choice. I've had lots of one-night stands and I'm super happy about those. But you, it has to be that night because I've also made the mistake of meeting someone I've had an amazing connection with. And for whatever reason, we're like, oh, we can't do it tonight. But he's like, tomorrow night. And then it sucks. It's horrible. You get to know them and you're like, this is why you're only supposed to be with someone that first night. Right. Because any other time, I was like, oh, it was terrible. This guy actually, he got out of bed and he was like a professional hockey player. He gets out of bed and he tells me to turn off the light because he wants to get dressed. I'm like, dude, you just came on my tits. Like, for real. So like, it was so weird. It was just bizarre. And I'm like, oh, I just should have fucked him in my car that one night. <laughs> but, and I've done that before, people. And it's totally fine. You can totally do that. But, I mean, I like, I think, I think you needed that.
0: I, oh, I needed, needed it so night. bad. And it was amazing. We ended up hanging out three more times. And then I just couldn't deal with, like, the... Like, I'm just such a warm person. Like, my right. heart is going to burst. If right. I can't love the fuck out of someone, right. I like to love on people. It's just who I am. It's and I felt thing. like with him, he just, it, he had a lot of, uh, a lot of not issues, but just a lot of uh, restraint with me. Right. And it, to me, it just was like, if you're going to try something, try it. Don't go in it with, like afraid of anything just do it but Explore not everyone's
1: it. like you though. i get that and everybody has their own past and i get and, that and, and who they've been hurt by right and it's interesting because i of course i would love to i wish i had more of that mentality like you know you need to be obsessed with me but for some reason that scares me when people are too into me too quickly right. and I'm, i immediately run the other way and that's because it triggers something from my past Where somebody puts me on a pedestal and then they leave me, and that starts, you know, started from childhood, and then I continued that. That cycle with every man, and then once I learned how to stop it, now if somebody is too into me too quickly, it sends an alarm to my body that they're going to hurt you. They're doing what every other guy did, which isn't fair and isn't right and something that I continually work on. But when somebody comes on too strong, in my opinion, there's something wrong. What's going on? Because it's not going to last because shooting stars you know, burn out. That's right. what people say. Right. So I, the last couple of relationships, this young guy included and the guy before that, were very easy, very natural, not too much. Uh, They were, and I agree, like, the guys came on a little bit stronger, and I need that because I have so many walls up, so unless you're willing to, like, barrel through them and not see them, just not, like, too much. So I think maybe your guy was also having a little bit of that, too, because women, you're just not one of them. When they come on, when they want to love on someone a lot tend to be crazy and guys right. always say I, I don't want crazy too, yeah. guys say I don't I'm want surprisingly crazy. Surprisingly stable do. for how cute I You're am. You're very yeah she's adorable. She's hot. She's <laughs> sexy and she uh. is stable. But you know what? Men love crazy. And the men I out know. there that are like, Hey don't, you do. You fucking love crazy, you and do. You love baggage and stop saying it. I always say if I was a little crazier, I would be married with an even better <laughs> career. Like, it's true. The more damaged you are, you seem to ha- I'm not saying you're happy internally. I'm not saying be right. damaged. But for some reason, I'm also pretty stable. In this industry specifically, a lot of comics are fucked up. And I don't think, I don't think I'm fucked up enough
0: <laughs> so for funny. a lot of things. You know what yeah. I mean? I just think it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. As women, we don't—I mean, I think as human beings— Especially chasing the dreams that we chase in this town. Yes. It's really hard to explore who you actually are. And I just don't feel like I knew who I was until now. Right. I didn't know what I really wanted. I didn't really know much. And so now I just feel like I'm ready. Right. I, I had gone through like a little bit of a depression and I'm not really a depressed person but when this breakup happened I was super depressed for a few months right. and it was my first time experiencing that. Which um, I feel like everyone needs
1: to. Not right. I don't want people to be depressed but you can go through depressed periods of your life and it's super important because without them you're not appreciating the good the good and you need to learn how to go through them too because a lot of people will self-medicate and i'm not just talking about self medicate with like drinking or, or using drugs but they'll self-medicate by immediately going into a dysfunctional relationship because right. they're trying to get exactly. the pain are you two things i want to talk about before yeah. we wrap this up is i mean are you scared about turning 40 what do you think i mean like you know That number looms over women like a fucking, like, beacon. They're like a woman, you know. You said it for 35 when I'm talking about pregnancy. I'm just saying the word, like, 40. Does that scare you? How do you
0: feel about that? No. I think being, considering my career is in stand-up, it doesn't. I think the reason aging has always scared me is because of my career. Right. Okay. And with stand-up, It is a beautiful thing that you can be 70 years old and still sell out arenas. Yes. Um, So, no, I'm not worried about dating or men. Honest to God, I'm not. I just feel like there's so many goddamn men in the world. And it's just not that's not something where I'm like, I'm going to be 40. What if I'm 40 and single? What's going to happen? I don't really care. I take good care of myself. I'm always going to be a bad bitch. Bad bitch, uh, uh, I've never had a problem like with men or keeping men or like anything like that. So that's not a concern of mine by any means. Um, but I just mean aging like, all right, so and this brings me to this.
1: next. Yeah, thing I, I mean, mean, just getting older in the world of like social yeah. media, you are an influencer. You you know, you post a lot of stuff on Instagram, you know, throughout your day. You know, it's like and there is that difference between, you know, the decade between us is a huge difference in how much people that are younger than me. And that's the great thing about being in this town and being in this industry is I have friends all ages, 10 years older, 15 years older, 15 years younger. And I see like, you know, my younger counterparts, my peers post a lot constantly or, you know what I mean? Like showcase, like, it's just a lot. And it's exhausting for me because I've done it. I have done it in a different way coming through the industry. You know what I mean? Like, how do you feel like with your social media just
0: aging in the world of social media. I think for social media, for me, it's always kind of been confusing to me because I don't like to do those weird sketch videos. Right. Uh, I mean, I know I'm a stand-up, but I don't. I just like to be funny on stage and that's it. Right. I like to save it for the stage. I get that a lot of these comics, are, and I've been judged for it, like, well, why aren't you funny on your social? I'm like, why the fuck aren't you funny on stage, motherfucker? <laughs> Which is um, a great point. And so I think... I'm just different. So I'm kind of just doing my own thing right now, kind of figuring that out. For social, I think I got followers based, you you know, from a YouTube show I used to host. Um, And that's why I have so many followers. I'm not like the prettiest girl on social. I'm obviously older. Um, Could you imagine if this was like, you know, 50 years ago with social media and a 35 year old woman was still showing cleavage single talking about, you know, whatever it would be so unacceptable. So I think 10 years from now, people will be even more open to older women, you know, still being sexy and sexual and shutting the fuck up about it. Yeah. um, Thankfully, that is the direction we are going, um, and that's a great thing and a beautiful thing. I think it's a great
1: thing. I think it's a blessing, and I also think it's a little bit of a curse because also though well, for me, I always say like when I see a picture of myself without a filter, I'm like, who the fuck is that troll? <laughs> like it's like you don't recognize yourself without a filter. You're like, yeah. why do I? Lo- oh, I haven't filtered it yet. Oh, I love me so, some filters. So. I mean, I love my. I love filters too. I know people actually literally go into. You know, the um, plastic surgeons and they they want to look like a Snapchat filter. And it is insane that that's how our brains are, because trust me, when I'm like, I it does confuse your brain um, when you are all of a sudden looking at a picture of yourself and you're like, I look fucking damn good today. I look really good today and then you realize, oh I had this filter on. Cuz <laughs> yeah. cuz then you take a picture with like something else and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." So um it's like, "Oh, I got to get all these lines." And you know my motto is fill it and freeze it, like stick as many needles in my face as you have to. Well, because you look I good though. Because you don't, I don't look, look like overboard. you've had anything done. Because I don't go overboard and I try to keep my same face the way it is. I, don't, I always say this, if you're going to do it, it should be a finesse job. It should totally, but by the it way, it should not be not, a new face job. There's no there's no judgment with the women that want to either. I just know because people already know what I look like. I don't want those people to be like, mm, "Jodie's definitely had work done." Right. But I am very open about I've done this, I've done that to maintain what I have, and I share it with my girlfriends because I don't want to set up the unrealistic expectations that celebrities continually set up by like I like here's, you know, so and so without makeup. Without makeup, but tons of fucking filler. So you have like, yes, you have a filter on the inside, bitch. They're like, this is just me. I'm like, you with thousands of dollars of filler and facials. And that's great because you can fucking afford it. But share some of that knowledge with the general public so that people can be like, you know what? If you want that, great do it. It makes you feel good. Because, again, women get their tits done. They they will show them to everyone. I've had people like, I just got my tits done. I want to see. Like, they're ready to show them off, share their doctor and shit like that. If someone's like, your skin looks really good, I have a lot of Botox. It's not moving. That's why it looks good. And then I'll mm-hmm. tell you where I got it and the specials that you should do. By the way, never get Botox from a Groupon people and never do it in, like, a minute clinic yeah. in CVS. But, like, it, having said that, it's just one of those things where I think we can... We can age gracefully. And again, I'm not saying you have to get work done. You have to do this. If you want to, great. If you don't want to, also great. It's really loving yourself at any kind of age. And it is a struggle. I'm going to tell you right now that I struggle with it a lot. And it's like, I know how I look. I know how I feel. I know when I feel great, which you know, I most of the time, but I definitely have days where after I've done my makeup, I get into the car and I look in that rearview mirror. I'm like, "Who the fuck is this old bitch?" <laughs> like, and also, like, by the way, please do your makeup in natural sunlight if you can, because there's nothing worse than like thinking you look great and getting oh, yeah, into the car the and then you're like a clown, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! Like rubbing blush off your face. Guys, don't judge us when you see us trying to apply makeup in the car at a stoplight. We just look like clowns before. That's why we do yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's 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 terrifying for some t- for aging. Uh, for yes. me, it's I enjoy attention. I love being desired uh, by men. I actually sometimes prefer to be desired than the actual act of sex. So um, I love it, and I it is a scary thought. Scary thought when to get stops. to the point that it's going to stop soon. It does.
1: Um, not saying it's going to stop to you, and it's not saying that I don't get attention, but it's not the way it used to be. It won't be the same, right? And people now look at me, and. They might be shocked by my age or make horrible comments like, you look so good, like for your age. Don't ever say that to people. But it is a little bit more like, I used to feel like I fit in everywhere. And, you know, when bouncers wave you in with a laugh, you're like, oh, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. I'm not here to pick up my son, you motherfucker. Bitch. I'm here to fuck someone else's son. That's what I'm here to do. <laughs>
0: like that oh, guy oh over here. Oh my God, I hope this is in your set. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting. We'll be now. But the good thing is, you know, We have careers. It's not like we're like stay-at-home moms or like, you know, just looking for sugar daddies. We actually both make our own money. And uh, I think that softens the blow because to be able to have a career and be doing something you're proud of, Mm -hmm. um, I think definitely helps in that situation. Would I eventually like to find someone that I just like love and want to be with and Really, only care about attention from that person, sure. Um, but right now, I just really want to enjoy, and as you should,
1: this. as you should. You all know. right.
0: Um, before we wrap up, tell people where they can
1: find you, please.
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Crystal Marie. She is. and uh, I just post pretty much every time I'm going to do stand up. I just do post it there. So she posts all her stuff.
1: She's hot. She's sexy. She Thank is you. hilarious. And I look at you as someone who also is like one of the hardest working people because it is, you definitely gotten to stand up a little bit later. Yes. And it's not a bad thing. I always tell people, it's not, this is the only part of the industry that age actually serves you well because you have more life experience.
0: Right. You are
1: a little bit more jaded, which is a little bit more relatable. And you have a, a point of view that you're really coming into. So everything happens the one, when it's supposed to happen. Right. So, But- Having said that, you fucking hit the ground running and was like, I'm gonna get up as much as I can, I'm gonna do whatever show I can, I'm gonna do this, X, Y, and Z. So for anyone, and I'm not just talking about this industry in any aspect of your field, you're never too old to start anything. Right. right? If you wanna all of a sudden become a nurse or an accountant or a lawyer or a school teacher or any X, Y, and Z, it's not too late. Do it and do it yeah. like a hundred and fucking ten percent. If you're going to
0: start a new career path, I would suggest reading Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. That's what I read before I started stand up. That's amazing. And I feel like that's why I was able to make progress so quickly is because I followed his the first three chapters are the most important of that book. I'm going to read it. Read them in one sitting. Just, I mean, obviously finish the book, but right. read those three chapters first and you'll be a believer in his whole thing. I love it. Um, but it, it that was so important. That, that was so just it, it, made, it changed my life. Amazing. It changed my life. Um, but, yeah, that was it ta- gives you a lot of tools and teaches you a lot about how to approach a new field to make progress quicker. So people that have been doing this 10 years, I was able to in one year get to the point that they're at after 10 years. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But That's because I approached it in a different way versus if I would have approached it how everyone else told me to approach it. Right. Like stay in your lane. Do you know right. this is who you are. This is who You are. Uh, how about go eat a dick, bitch? Yeah. This is why I can go go eat sorry. a bag of dicks. Um, be sorry. Yeah. But I even had someone tell me too, like, well, people don't know what to think. Like, what are your motives? Why did you come here? You had a successful career. Why did you start stand up and whatever? And I said, why is that a conversation? why would you care? Because people are jealous, people don't understand But it doesn't it. make sense. It doesn't make sense. But this is why you're not successful. Yeah, Because absolutely. you're worried about what my motives are. And what, even though I'm working just as hard as you are, or or harder, yes. I'm not relying on my looks, I'm not sucking dick to get spots. So what the fuck did, what do you mean, what are my motives? So why would I lose money? Do you know how much money I lost yeah. walking away? To, to to do stand-up for what? So what, what what bad motives could I have to do that? The so weirdest. Comics, that I'll be is, honest, they're either the best people or the worst. in the world or the fucking worst. I know. A lot <laughs> of insecurities no, wrapped no up in in between. there. There's no in-between. Um, all right. This has been so great. I could talk to you like all day. I, know, I love s- you. what sucks about us being friends. Now I'm like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I'm just staying. We're talking forever. Well, we'll definitely have <laughs> you okay. back because you're She has amazing. another guest in the waiting room.
1: <laughs> Listen, I just like line them up, people. Um, <laughs> Guys, please, please, please follow Crystal Marie. Check her stuff out. If you ever get an opportunity to watch her live, watch her live. She's an amazing comic. She's definitely someone to watch out for. Uh, also, you. check me out, Jody Miller comic, Across the board. And uh, thanks for listening. I'm Jody Miller. Don't call me ma'am. Don't fucking call me ma'am.
0: <laughs> this has been a Global Story Network production.